Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Yeah, everybody, we are continuing the magic. Hey, I'm Dr. Pat. For more information about me, go to the drpatshow.com. But also, if you want to find out about the network, go to transformationtalkradio.com. That's where you're going to find, you know, my show, but some fabulous, fabulous hosts and some of the great work they're doing. So please check it out. You know, I mentioned Sky Alexander before, and I wanted to just say there was a reason. Linda did a beautiful job of lining these two interviews up, these conversations. Now we're going to talk about what I promised, and that is magical astrology. Use the power of the planets to create an enchanted life. And so, you know, before you all have heard me talk about, and Benny has heard a million times, Jupiter, Sagittarius, the fact that Jupiter came back to Sag now in November and will be there for a year. I don't really understand the full impact of that, but almost everybody that knows anything about astrology is talking about it. Um, I just know that there are some fascinating things that I've learned from looking at my chart or looking at, you know, the solar return part of it. And we're going to talk about that and much more. But how do we use astrology to reconnect with the magical forces around us? How do we do that? How has astrology been used? And I don't mean like in the last month. I mean back, ancient, 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 thousands go back in time. You know, what is it about us that has always looked to the stars? What have we learned and why is it that this knowledge, this wisdom has carried forth to contemporary times? Well, that is the conversation that we are having today with somebody that not only knows a lot about it, but somebody that has been connecting these dots, you know, somebody that has been in the world as a veteran astrologer, somebody been here that has helped people understand to look at the toolbox associated with it, the solar, the lunar energy, the eclipses, all of that. And that is Sky Alexander. And today what Sky has done is taken this fabulous wealth of knowledge and put it into this book, Magical Astrology. And we are going to have so much fun and opening up phone lines. Sky, it's great to have you. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me on, Pat. I'm happy to be here. You know, I got to start with a, a burning question. You know, each okay. of us gets called to a place of, let's just say, purpose in life. You know, you are somebody 
that has more than 40 fiction and nonfiction books, a lot of them about magic, astrology, tarot, mythology, holistic healing, and, and, and metaphysical subjects, others. You know, I could go on about them. I'm curious, though, for you, what was it, what challenge, what obstacle, what tipping point did you have to face in your life to become you, to bring you to this moment right here now? Well, I would say uh, that it is a double-edged sword. What I considered when I was young to be a real deficit or limitation in my life, which was that I grew up in uh, very rural backcountry areas where schooling was pretty minimal, um, and I did not feel that I got much uh, the kind of education I would have liked to have had. I was pretty much left on my own. Now, I thought at the time and for many years that was a, you know, a limitation in my life. But what it actually did, it was a challenge, but it forced me to look at other places rather than conventional subjects, perhaps, or a conventional way of uh, pursuing a career path. And it led me to explore things that I now do, astrology, tarot, and all kinds of metaphysical areas that I had to research on my own. Nobody taught me that, but I had the freedom to do it because I wasn't getting a conventional education. Here we are, and we, we're in a day and age where I think more now than ever, we are fascinated with the planets so many, many ways, right? So many ways. You know, whether we're looking at the latest blockbuster movie or we're looking at, you know, some reference to the sky, or we're looking at some of the wisdom around this, or like we, you and I were talking about before the break, we're talking about the fact that Jupiter has now returned to Sagittarius. I think I said that right. I'm not sure. Yeah, and and most people are like, why are you making such a big deal about it? So let's start with the big deal. What happens when a planet returns to its side, because many people don't know of that energy, because sure. apparently sometimes that's described as magical, but I don't know. Well, a return, first of all, means that the planet has gone through its complete cycle through your birth chart and returned or come back to the same point that it occupied when you were born. And each planet takes a different amount of time to do that. Um, Jupiter return is one of the, well, what's going on right now, and of course for you, because you have your sun in Sagittarius and three other planets, for you it's particularly important. But it is something that all of us will experience at some level. And when it returns to its same place that it occupied, same sign, and ideally for you the same degree is when you'll feel <laughs> the most, you know, the greatest impact, but what it does is it completes a cycle in your life, and you are now ready to begin another cycle. And that is what's going on for you, and particularly for other people who have planets or energies in Sagittarius. Um, but we all will feel it to some extent, because this is the planet of knowledge, broader knowledge, higher knowledge, uh, expansion into other levels and other realities that will bring us greater 
understanding, greater wisdom. And we certainly see that going on, as you said, that our, you know, our access to information now and our possibilities for learning and gaining knowledge are probably greater than they've ever been in the history of humankind. This particular point in time and the energies of this, the expansive nature of this, are we surprised there are so many things going on in the world right now that are of what seems to be overwhelming to people? I'm not surprised, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, well, astrologers, because we can chart the cycles of the planet, we sort of know what's going to be happening in the future. We can't necessarily pinpoint it. I'll give you an, a Sagittarian example. Okay. When, when Pluto moved into uh, Sagittarius, we had the Internet was developed, and that transformed forever the way we process and use and access and share information. Hmm. And we knew as astrologers that something along that line was going to be happening, but we couldn't envision the Internet and hmm. cell phones and all that sort of uh, information opportunity that came about. We just knew the general stuff. But that's a very what good year, example. Do we know what year what that was? Do we know Can that year? That I, don't wanna, I don't want to I don't put you on the spot. Do we know what year that happened? Uh, yes, I, I I'll did. Uh, <laughs> I'll look it up. But, but, but the I, reason I, I don't asked, remember it right off the top of my head. I think it was sometime in like the mid-90s. Yeah, the reason Early I'm asking... 90s. Because I think what happens sometimes is we have these things in life, right? And you gave a beautiful example of that. But in your book, right, in the book Magical Astrology, you really lay out what I like to consider this energetic blueprint of looking at this. And you talk about magic and you spell it M-A-G-I-C-K as the process of consciously creating circumstances by manipulating energy. I love that. See, because we now know everything's energy, right? Yes. Yeah. And so here we are, we're talking about that. And, and so anybody that's ever seen any anything having to do with Merlin or wizards or anything like that knows that. But now you're bringing astrology and magic together. And one of the things you say, which I'm excited to talk about, uh, about today with you is, you know, you create these links between universal forces and earthly experience. And I'm so fascinated by how you've laid this out for people to understand. Why is it so important for us to understand this now more than perhaps maybe equally important to 2,000 years ago? But this has become very, very important for us to understand this. What, what, is, what do you think the reason for that is? Is it because we're speeding everything up and we, we're kind of clueless, pretty much? <laughs> well, I think you're right that there is um, a speeding up of all of our lives, a speeding up of the energy of the cosmos or how its impact on us, I'll say. Um, and also we have a real hunger for knowledge. 2,000 years ago, people lived pretty close to the earth. They certainly... Many of them were aware of, or even if they weren't aware of, they experienced the feelings that were generated by the planetary energies uh, affecting them. But they weren't 
as concerned with the actual study of it as we are. And they didn't have access to a lot of the information that we have now either. I mean, to calculate a chart 2,000 years ago was a big deal. Even back in the pre-computer days, it took me an hour to calculate all the math in a chart. Now I can do it instantaneously. But um, why is it important to us today? My take on that is that we all have tremendous responsibilities, and we are all affecting each other much more so than we were years ago, and we are also having a much greater impact on the Earth, on the universe, and we have to remember that everything is connected. We are not separate from each other or from the animals or the trees or the birds or the planets. Everything is interconnected, and we're coming to realize that more. So we, in that realization, can uh, take steps to do it in a better way, do it more harmoniously yeah. so that we feel better about it. We accomplish what we want to accomplish more easily, and we interact with others on this planet in a way that is kinder, more beneficial, more harmonious for everyone. So that's, that's my take on why it's happening, but that may that's not it. be everybody's take on it. Well, that's the take that we're going to hold because when we come back from break, we're going to take this journey with Scott. And the journey we're going to take, boy, there's so much in this book. And we have three copies of this book to give away. We're going to talk about everything from affirmations to incantations. We're going to talk about air magic, water magic, so much in this incredible book. But when we come back, I am so interested in what should we be on the lookout for this year, how many, well, I know there's a bunch, how many retrogrades are happening in this energy now? And how can we optimize, as Sky likes to say, the magical intentions of manifestation? I don't know if she says it like that, but kind of. We'll be right back, everybody. <laughs> Dream on, fly high, and live adventurously on The Laura Meeks Show. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as host Laura Meeks guides you in finding your unique gifts and bringing them to life. As a certified life coach, speaker, and veteran bomber pilot for the U.S. Air Force, Laura knows how to follow a dream. She is ready to support you so you can dream on, fly high, and live adventurously. For more information on Laura and her work, visit flyhighliving.com. It's time to get your life back on Burn Bright Today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, visit BurnBrightToday.com. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. I am so thrilled to be talking to all of you. We have got talk radio for all of us. Are you ready and willing and able to accept all of the abundance you can muster up in your life? Check us out at drpatshow.com, transformationtalkradio.com, transformationradio.fm. Oh my goodness. Are you your story? Or can you change your story? 
Can you change what you believe to be true about yourself and your circumstances as part of your healing journey? What if you were to change your expectations? What if you were to invite ease and cooperation into every day and then step back and see what happens? It might just be easier. I'm Megan Edge, and I hope that you'll join me on my new radio show, Playing on the Edge, Radical Change with Ease, with my co-host, Dr. Pat, on Transformation Talk Radio. I look forward to seeing you there. Want to find out more about Megan Edge? Visit her website at meganedge.ca. Golden Otter Divinations Radio, where the metaphysical meets the mainstream with Autumn Seibel. Tune in the first Friday every month at 9 a.m. Pacific as Autumn, educator, health coach, and medium, explores metaphysical and mainstream strategies on how to elevate your level of conscious living. Draw in the abundance that is yours by divine right. For more information about working with Autumn, visit goldenotter.us. That's golden like the precious metal and otter like the precious animal.us. Hey, everybody. Welcome, 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 welcome back. Um, I'm so thrilled to have Sky Alexander joining us here today. You know, Sky's also the author of The Modern Guide to Witchcraft. But this book is Magical Astrology. We have three copies, Benny, to give away. I'd like to go ahead and give one copy now. Uh, 1-800-930-2819. So, Sky, what I love about what you did here is, you know, you really have captured the power of the planets, but I love what you say here, this next part of this, to create an enchanted life. Wow. And so can we talk a little bit about, you know, the energy you wanted to create in the book to guide people to that enchanted life place? Yes. I think, first of all, that knowledge is power. And the more knowledge you have of the planetary movements, their positions in your birth chart, how they influence you and the other people in your lives and the situations in your life, the more power you'll have to create that enchanted life, to create the life that you want, because you have choice. It's not something that happens to you without you having any control over it. Yes, the planets will exert certain energies on you, but astrologers like to say that the planets compel, they don't impel. You still have a choice of how to use that energy. And when you know what the energies are and you know what your challenges are and when those energies are going to be in effect, then you can use that power to create what you want to create rather than just being buffeted around by it. I love the way you put this together. And let me tell you why I love it, because I, I've been doing this 15 years, Sky, right? And I've interviewed a lot of people. But, you know, becoming an astrology expert is not in my wheelhouse, right? I mean, there's some things I love to do, and I'm doing it right now. And that is talking with you, someone that is a wizard, a super expert. But the way you've laid this book out for me it's one of the easiest ways that I have found and the way you wrote it, you really tap into the mo what I believe is the most important things we should know 
about astrology and about captivating and creating that enchanted life. Almost all of the other books I've read on astrology are really hard, right, for me. <laughs> I don't, I, I, maybe it's just me, you know, no, but they're really hard. <laughs> well, let me say first of all, all right. uh, thank, you. thank you for saying those kind things. My goal in life as an astrologer, as a writer, is to bring esoteric information Yes. To a place where the average person can understand it and use it. I have a lot of young readers who are, let's say, 18 to 30-ish. And I really want to be able to engage them and not throw too much information at them and to also bring it to them in a way that makes it accessible and real and useful for them. So that's my goal, and I'm glad to know that you feel I've done that. Not only have you done it, i got to tell you, I spent a half a day, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I spent a half a day on page seven, <laughs> <Got to. laughs> seven, eight, nine. Let me tell you why, I want to tell everybody, and we're giving copies of this book away, I, 1-800-930-2819, because in 15 years I've been doing this, and I've never seen the, an approach quite the way that you've written this book. So I get to the page and there's a picture of a body, everybody. I want to tell the listener. So there's a picture of a human being. And what Sky has done is on this diagram, each of the planets are laid out at different parts of the body. And I'm sitting here and I'm watching this and I'm reading it and I'm going through it. And Jupiter is my ruling planet. So I find where Jupiter is, right? And I'm looking at this, and I notice the part of the body. Now, I haven't been called thunder thighs, not, not just saying, <laughs> but I place a sport that requires my thighs to be bigger and stronger. And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, I'm saying, oh, that explains it. But let's talk about your approach for the book, because you take us on a journey and explain both astrology and planets, how they affect our body, how they affect our energy. And let's talk about this for a minute. How do they affect our body? How do they affect our energy and our ability to either become and live in an enchanted life or not? Okay, well, first of all, Pat, let me say I did not create this system that you just talked about. <laughs> this is ancient. This goes back, I don't know how long, but you know, probably thousands of years. Yeah. So I can't take credit for that. I just um, presented the information for people like you and other readers to maybe gain some insights. Um, how do the planets affect us other than the way we just were talking about in relationship to, uh, you know, each one of them governs a part of the body according to this ancient system. And the idea is that there are similar resonances uh, between the energies of the planet and whatever else is being influenced. Um, once again, we're going back to the, to the idea that everything in the universe, everything on Earth, is connected by resonance. Okay? So, um, how does it affect us? Well, if you think about... All right, let, let's take a look at the moon first, because that's yeah. the easiest one for us to, yeah. to notice. All right. Um, we know that the moon has a tremendous impact on what happens here on Earth. We can see it in the pull of the tides. We can see it in 
uh, animal and human reproductive systems. We can see it in terms of our, our own energy level, how our emotions are affected by the different phases of the moon and the different signs of the moon as it moves. The moon stays in the sign for approximately two and a half days. And if you are sensitive to it and pay attention to it, you'll notice that you feel differently every two and a half days. And that is related to the sign that the moon is moving into. You'll also notice that as the moon it moves toward its full point, you probably become more energetic, maybe a little more agitated. Uh, some people have trouble sleeping. Some people feel a lot more emotional or excitable. Um, people tend to drive a, a little bit more recklessly. And that's the energy of the full moon, which is upping your energy. Okay? Then when it moves toward the new phase, you start to see that energy diminishing. You may feel more lethargic, maybe more susceptible to getting tired or uh, not feeling very enthusiastic or even, you know, more susceptible to illness. And that's just because the, as the moon's light diminishes, our own inner light, which is connected to it, also seems to diminish. And I'm using light in terms of uh, a symbolism, mm -hmm. but that's a, a good example of how the rest of it is very complex. Medical astrology is a particular field, and I am certainly not versed in it. I know only the slightest bit. It's a very complex, very interesting, but it requires a lot of study. So if somebody wanted to uh, look at some of the medical connections, if they had a particular issue, let's say, then, you know, they could consult somebody who's an expert in medical astrology. Yeah. One of the things I love, too, is you, first of all, you use diagrams. That's, I'm all about the visual part of that. <laughs> right? Visuals um, help. Visuals help. Um, and But then you talk about a couple things, and I'd, I'd like to really get into them for a minute. You know, many people say, oh, I'm going to get my chart done. They go get their chart done. And so, you know, in the book, you talk about your birth chart, but you also talk about other charts like solar return. So let's talk a bit a minute about for those people listening, if they are looking at their birth chart, what is the birth chart going to tell them? What should they be? I know I'm trying to capture everything you put in the book in like an interview, right? But what should folks look at if they decide, well, I'm going to go get my chart done. That's what people say. Yes. What does the birth chart say? Well, but the birth then, chart will say anything. Yeah, I mean, everything. Yeah. Okay, um, great. What I look at, I, first of all, I want to know what the person's intention is for consulting me. Um, because if, if I'm doing a birth chart for a baby or a very young child, I'm mostly going to be looking at, I'm probably going to be consulting with the parents, not the child, of course, but I'm going to be looking at that child's strengths and weaknesses, proclivities, uh, whatever possibilities might exist there, potentials for the future, with the intent that I'm helping the parents guide their child to develop in the best possible way and also to uh, point out some of the challenges that child might have. When I used to teach college, I had all my students give me their birth information beforehand so I knew how I could best relate to them and bring out their strengths and help them to learn. Now, if I'm doing a chart for an adult, 
most of the adults who consult with me want to know what's going to happen in the future so that they can uh, plan for it, make good decisions, get in, prepare for whatever is coming, and in which case I will look at the chart in a different way. I'll look not only at the birth energy, because by the time you get to be an adult, you may be very familiar with that, but I look at what are called transits, and that is the movement. It means the transits are the movement of the planets through the sky, how they affect and interact with our birth planets and with the rest of the birth chart, the houses, the ascendant, and other important parts of the chart, and how those movements are likely to influence the person who's questioning. Uh, so it just really depends on what the person who is consulting with me wants to know. I mean, you can yeah. do a birth chart for anything, any purpose. You can do it to start a business. You can, as I said earlier, for health reasons. You could do it to pr uh, predict cycles in the stock market. I used to use it to solve crimes, worked with police for a number of years to um, solve crimes. So it just really depends. Well, you know, this has really been my fascination because part of what um, I've been learning about this is how to look at what's happening, right, in the world, in life. And I have been so fascinating by the pinpoint accuracy when people start to talk and, and really look at the planets. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we've got more copies of the book to give away, Magical Astrology. And we're taking your questions, 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. When we come back, we're going to take this journey, planets, houses, retrogrades, and more. Planets, houses, retrograde, and more. We'll be right back. What is holding you back from living the life you are meant to live? Why is it vital to believe in something bigger than yourself? Are you in physical or emotional pain? Tune in monthly to Vibrant Purposeful Living. Awaken the vibrant life within you with Lou Paradise and Dr. Pat on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Lou's passion is to help everyone experience positive solutions for life. Find out more about Lou with Vibrant Purposeful Living at LouParadise.com. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. Are you done being afraid to jump into the life that's waiting for you? Are you ready for a real shift? I invite you to tune in every Tuesday with me, Tracy L, on The Tracy L. Clark Show, where we will teach you how to live your extraordinary life. At 8 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio, where I will provide the tools and the steps needed to help you transcend perceived limitations and move forward with an extraordinary life. For more information, visit me at tracylclark.com. Has your buzz for life buzzed off? Feeling ignored, invisible, and wondering if this is really all there is? The years go by faster as we gain momentum. You're halfway there. Are you gathering speed or puttering out? Hit your stride for the liberating half of life. Comfortable in your skin? You can do better than that. 
Tune in to Discovering You Again Radio every fourth Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific as host Susan Axelrod encourages listeners to decide what they want, get inspired to action, and face challenges head on. Host Susan Axelrod pulls no punches, encouraging you to grab the brass ring and soar. For more information about Susan, go to www.whatwillyourlegacybe.com. Conscious Confidence Radio, a timeless wisdom with Sarah Main. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio and join Sarah on an adventurous journey to the deeper level of meaning to move beyond today's world of constant change, confusion, and uncertainty beyond the shadow of fear. This hit show explores key concepts such as confidence, values, and attitude in a dynamic way. To learn more about Sarah and her work, visit sarahmain.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. As I said before, we're giving copies of Sky Alexander's book away, Magical Astrology. Use the power of the planets to create an enchanted light. Sky, before we continue, I always love to know how people can get their own copy of the book, but also how they can find out more about you and also some of the other books you've written. Okay. Well, I'm having my website updated, so uh, it probably will be another month or so before I will have all that in place. They can look at my website, but it doesn't have everything on it, and that's just skyalexander.com. Um, they can certainly purchase all of my books through Amazon or Barnes & Noble or go to your favorite bookstore and ask them to order it if they don't have it there. And uh, those are probably the best ways. People can also contact me through my uh, website if they have some sort of uh, comments or questions or something like that. I'm not doing a lot of astrological readings anymore, but I'm certainly glad to hear from uh, readers and to try to answer questions if I can. Well, you know, I was taught chatting with you during the break, and we were talking about a number of different things. But as I said for the listeners, one of the things I wanted to talk about is, you know, the the idea of what comes up in the world and people scratch their head. I, I made a comment to you way back when we started the interview that somebody said to me, yeah, 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 Jupiter, Sag, great year for everybody, but there's going to be this retrograde period and then there's more retrograde period. And I find it fascinating when people talk about planets in retrograde very negatively it's not been my experience, especially around Mercury. You know, we don't seem to have, I personally don't have it, but our business, you know, the owning a network, the show, we don't seem to have the kind of, let me use the word, disastrous results that <laughs> a number of people have. And I don't know if I'm living on cloud nine or if there's, if it's different. Can we take a moment? Let's talk about retrogrades first. Okay. Well, retrograde means that when we look from our vantage point on Earth at the cosmos, at the sky, and we see the planets moving, they appear to be moving backward. They aren't really, but that's the way it looks to us on Earth when they are in a retrograde phase. And the planets will stay retrograde at different, they'll come retrograde at different times, they'll stay for different periods of time. Mercury retrograde, as we were just talking about, is the one people know most about or are most familiar with having at least heard the term and all the 
bad stuff that's supposed to happen. And fortunately for you, you haven't had that experience, but a lot of people do have problems with Mercury retrograde. And basically what it means is that the energy becomes confused. Mercury rules communication, communication devices such as computers and cell phones, and also uh, travel to some extent. Now, what usually happens when to people who have problems with Mercury retrograde is their cars don't uh, cars have problems. Their cell phones die. You know, all of a sudden, my cell phone dropped email during the last Mercury retrograde cycle. I have no idea why, but it just decided it didn't want to pick up email anymore. Um, <laughs> people also have communication difficulties, so it's harder to express yourself clearly, and you may miss. Stuff. You may have, make mistakes that you normally wouldn't make, so it's not a good time necessarily to schedule a big meeting or to sign a contract or to um, t- have elective surgery, for example. So you need to, during Mercury retrograde period, work extra hard to read all the fine print and check things two or three times, uh, get to the airport early, um, you know, things like that that will make sure that you at least minimize the potential for confusion, delays, and mix-ups. Um, with, you were talking about, in your case, even though yeah. you're in the communications business, you don't seem to have a problem with mercury retrograde, which is great. Now, some people who have mercury retrograde in their birth chart are more likely to experience the, feel, the impact or may feel it stronger from a Mercury retrograde period, or some of them may be, they've worked through that stuff by now. They're right. It's familiar for them. Uh, so it, it's different for everybody. I also find that people who have a lot of energy uh, in their own birth charts connected with Mercury, let's say you, like I have Gemini rising, Gemini is ruled by Mercury, so I'm more likely to have Uh, to experience the energy of Mercury retrograde than somebody else might be. So it really depends on the individual. In your case, it might depend on the chart for your business. When you launched your business, maybe it has really strong Mercury stuff in it anyway, or a lot of uh, things that would help to mitigate the problems associated with Mercury retrograde. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And one of the things you and I said earlier is that, and we're going to skip the next break, is that I have found this and you confirmed it. Astrology is complex, really, because, you know, there are so many dimensions to it. One of the dimensions I I want to bring up and talk about um, is not just not just the fact that people say, oh, I'm a I'm a this or I'm a that. But each of the signs have a corresponding element, fire, water, right? And so that is also important to understand. And, you know, I was telling you that if you look at my chart between the eighth and the ninth house and Sagittarius and Capricorn, there they are. But there's also the fact that Sagittarius is a fire sign and Capricorn is not. So these elements are also important to look at. Yes, indeed, they are. And they have different... um, Let me give you an an example here of how I look at them that makes it easy. I look at the planets as the actors in a play. And I look at the signs as the costumes that the 
uh, the actors are wearing and the houses, which we haven't talked about much yet, yep. as the stage on which the actors are playing out the drama. So each part of the chart has, um, has a, a reason for being and a way to interpret what's going on in your life, what's likely to go on, what your strengths and, and weaknesses and values and characteristics, et cetera, are. And then we also have the interplay between the planets. So if you have, um, let's say you have somebody who has Sagittarius Sun, as you do, um, and let's say that person, not you, has Saturn right next to that Sun. Ah. It will not be the same kind of energy as someone Saturn right beside that. What happens is the two planets then work together so that the expansiveness and the optimism and the um, tendency toward excess sometimes mm -hmm. in a Sagittarian person's chart, taking on too much and uh, you know maybe not being able to handle all the interests and responsibilities they have, that will be tempered by the proximity of Saturn which brings about limits, and it holds that energy down and makes it more disciplined. Yeah. So we look at all of these things together in order to get the picture of the individual or the business or the circumstance that we're analyzing astrologically. Yeah, and, and you know, in the book, the other thing you do, and we're going to talk about this too, is you also look at magical work. But before we get to that, you, you reference the houses. And I think that this is, I think, that the houses are one of the most underrepresentative conversations that we have in, let's just say, in average astrology chit-chat. As an expert, that's not true. But very few people say, you know what, uh, my son is in Sag, and that is in the eighth house. It's like there are no houses for a lot of people. But the houses play a very important role in how a sign uh, may or may not behave, or I don't even know if I got that right. But the houses are equally important, aren't they? Yes, they are. And they show how the energy of the planet is likely to play out in your everyday life, or if you're more esoteric in your spiritual life as well. Um, so these are the, there are 12, first of all, let me say. And if you were to look at a birth chart, it would kind of look like a pizza with 12 slices in it. <laughs> And each of those houses has a specific meaning. And when we look at planets in particular signs, it means that the energy of that planet is being focused into the area of life, which is described by the house. That's like what I was saying earlier, that the, the planets are the actors, the houses are the stage on which the drama is playing out. So let's say, okay, in your case, you have planets in the ninth house. Do you mind me saying this on uh, no, go, no, please. Your chart. No, no, okay. no, it's great. Um, all right. You have planets in the, I, in the ninth house, which is yeah. the house that represents spirituality, higher knowledge, expansiveness, um, and communication at a high level. So here's what you're doing. Look at your work. Obviously, the planets that are focused into that house are putting energy in there. They're making that an important part of your lifetime, this lifetime. Mm -hmm. And so it's very logical that you would be doing the kind of work you're doing. I have three planets in the ninth house also. So I, do, I don't work in radio, but I do communication, 
of spiritual, esoteric uh, concepts. So it's not surprising, maybe, that we're talking today. Right, right. And people think sometimes if they have what's called a void house, that means a house that does not have any planets in it. That doesn't mean that you don't have that part of your life. Let's say, for example, seventh house is associated with relationships, one-to-one relationships. If you don't have any planets in that house, it does not mean you'll never get married, you'll never have a relationship. It just means that's not a major focus for you this time around. And I think that's important because I know you've heard this and I've heard it before. People come to, let's just say, these very firm conclusions, like there's no wiggle room, right? So we come to a place where we don't leave a lot of options for possibilities. And I don't think that I have found that to be the case, especially when we take a look at a year out, right? And let's talk about that now. You know, let's talk about what it means, quote, a solar return and what people use that from an esoteric perspective to want to look at, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, a solar return chart is done for the time that the sun each year returns to the exact same time and uh, sign and degree as it was when you were born. And then by casting the chart, you can look at where all the planetary positions are, their relationships to each other, which are called aspects, the houses in which they're positioned. You can look at the signs on the houses, the signs of the planets, and you can get a sense of what the next year will bring for you. So it's kind of a a snapshot of what to look forward to and what to pay attention to in the coming year. And I do them every year for myself, and you you probably do too. Well, I haven't done this year, and I really want to do it. You and I were talking about that. So I, I, want, I know we only have a few minutes left, but I want, to, I want to use like an example because people find this fascinating. Whenever I, I have a best friend who is also my producer, and we've been best friends since 1973, and we could not be more different, right? So when people hear that we have been friends this long— they scratch their heads. And my best friend, are you ready for this? Okay. My best friend has sun in Virgo, moon in Virgo, Saturn in Virgo, right? Okay. She is my best friend. We've been best friends forever. We've been through everything together. She keeps me sane. When I say we're going to take the radio show to the planet Jupiter next year, she says, uh, no, not really. <laughs> And so sometimes we get confused about the people in our lives, right? Uh, and, and in that, they're so opposite in us in many ways, but yet complementary. Can we take a few minutes, and I know we have a, a few minutes, to talk about person to person, how astrology gives us information about okay. those that are close to us? Yeah, well... There's a particular type of chart called a synastry chart, which compares, um, or synastry astrology, which compares the charts of two individuals to see how the planetary energies in one chart will affect the other person's chart. Now, your friend, for example, you just said she has moon in Virgo. You have moon in Virgo. Sun in Virgo, moon in Virgo. Yeah, and you have moon in Capricorn. 
Okay, yeah. this is a close relationship, so I look yep. at the moon as being even more important, perhaps, than the sun. Yeah. And it's also a female relationship, so the yes. moon rules women. All right. You have those two. She has her moon in a sign, Virgo, also an earth sign, as is Capricorn, that mm. complement each other. You're in harmony with each other. You help each other out. And that's, that's a very natural thing for an astrologer to pick up right away. Oh, yeah, you guys have this sort of underlying dynamic that is harmonious, and you work together well, you're comfortable with each other. So that's one of the things that, uh, you know, you might not know if you're a beginning astrologer, but it, it's very, very common, particularly when I do relationship charts. Yeah, yeah. looking at a part, potential partner. Do I want to marry this person? Mm-hmm. I can say, well, these are the challenges and these are the uh, ways that you're going to support each other, how you're going to benefit each other. But we also, you know this, bring people into our lives who can teach us the lessons we need to learn. Yeah. Or maybe you and your best friend were best friends in another lifetime. Or exactly. Or in another lifetime. Yeah. So it's natural for you to be together again now. Even though your temperaments may seem different, your personalities to other people may seem uh, questionable or curious, why are these two people friends? But we know it's much deeper than that. Exactly. I mean, I was fascinated to find out, and certainly I don't know the meaning, but in your book, you really walk us through a lot of this. You know, in her case, Jupiter is in Capricorn as well. But, you know, in the book, and this is, I want to get back to this for a minute. What you have done in creating this book and taking us on a journey throughout the book is really helping us create a pathway to the enchanted life, to understanding this in many ways. And so I want to ask you this question in the in the last three or four minutes I have left. Okay. Is there an aspect of, of astrology or a planet or a sign that you feel perhaps is most misunderstood? Yes. I think that a lot of people misunderstand Scorpios. Because Scorpios are extremely private, and they're kind of skeptical. They don't let people get close to them. They usually only allow a few friends, and uh, maybe not even those people will ever know the whole of of Scorpio. So they're often misunderstood, and people tend to think of them as being mysterious or maybe uh, being skeptical and uh, doubting, and, and they can give off that kind of an energy. But I think that's the most misunderstood one. Only another Scorpio will understand Scorpio. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we've talked about a lot. And uh, I want to ask you, in in these last couple of minutes, there's so much you cover in the book. What would be one of the most important things you want to leave us with to talk about perhaps the magic in this? You mean in terms of how to use astrological stuff in in the practice of magic? Yes. Well, one of the things that I try to do in the book is explain that every single thing on Earth is connected by to another heavenly body. Um, And that this is not something I made up either. This is an ancient concept of similarity. So that if you're working with magic, you want to use substances in that... uh, in a spell or a ritual or whatever practice you're doing, that hold the energy of what you are attempting to do with your spell. So let's say we're doing a love spell. 
you think about what are the correspondences that we have. A lot of it's based on, on our ideas of symbols and what our, our personal associations are with things. So let's say we're doing the love spell. Um, we associate roses with love, right? Most people do. Yeah. So you can use, and roses are ruled by Venus, by the way, which is the planet of love and relationships. So you're doing a love spell. You want to use some roses, rose petals, in your spell. That's one of the real easy things that I try to help people to understand about using astrology. I love roses. Yeah. I I drink rose tea. I mean, there's something about roses that I just can't explain, but I think you just did. Yeah, and the same thing is true with gemstones. The same thing is true with food. Everything has a correspondence astrologically. A planet rules or governs everything, anything uh, on Earth has an association with one of the heavenly bodies. Yeah. I can't say enough about the way you've laid this out for us. The book, by the way, is Magical Astrology. Use the power of the planets to create an enchanted life. Sky Alexander. Sky, thank you so much. Last question. What's your personal message? What do you want to leave us with? And please give out your website and tell folks how they can get a copy of the book. Where can they get a copy of the book, did you say? Yeah. Um, They can get it from any bookstore, they might have to order it, but they can certainly buy it online from Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Um, I have some autographed copies. If people want to purchase it from me directly, they can just contact me through my website, and uh, we can work that out. But what did I want to leave you with, did you say? In terms yeah, of the- what's your personal message? My personal message is be very conscious and very aware of your actions and your thoughts because everything influences everything else. And particularly in the area of magic, uh, a lot of people don't realize that their intentions are having an impact on their lives and other people's lives. Wow. Thank you so much, Sky Alexander. I'm Dr. Pat, everybody. Hey, we'll see you next time. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.